Ricomis. You know, we cut it to five, and we were in deep foul trouble, and then they opened it up the last six or seven minutes or eight minutes of the half to, to 20-something. And, um, you know, just shot it well, and then they went and they got their own rebound. And, um, you know, we were trying to play with five guards, and we just, it's so hard. They're so physical, big. I thought they played so hard defensively. You know, I thought they, they're, they're, they're older. You know, they're older physical guys, and we didn't handle it well. Um, and then you combine their, their physicality on defense to them making shots and then rebounding the way they rebound. You know, our two pros players, you know, one, one, one fouled out in 11 minutes with no rebound, the other one fouled out in 13 minutes. There's University of Oklahoma head basketball coach Porter Moser talking through a little bit of what went down in that game out in Morganton on Saturday. Um, WVU Coliseum, by the way. And uh, as we said Friday, it needs to be Jerry West Coliseum, Huggy Bear Coliseum, really anything that they can come up with. Pat McAfee Coliseum would sound better than the WVU Coliseum. Whatever they want to do, just change it. Whatever they want to do, they may name it after Stevenson after the game he had against Oklahoma. Hey, that one really is too soon. I mean, come on. Well, I don't know. I don't even know where to go with the Hoops team. You know, the stretch that they've got coming up, they've – let's see. They've won – or they've – they're three in, what is it now? They're Eight, 12 and 11 nine. overall. You're, you're talking about in conference. Yeah. yeah, I'm just saying, yeah, since conference started, um, they're two and eight, and it's no signs of, uh, no. of, of, you're, you're, of more wins to come. You're, you're, you're at 12 and, 11, 12 and 11, and the ESPN BPI projects you to go two and six the rest of the way. That puts you at 14 and 17 heading into the Big 12 tournament. So. Uh, like forget the NCAA tournament. This team is trending towards not even making the NIT at this point, which would be a well, very big, very, very large setback. Well, here's the thing. You're, you're mired in the worst hoops you're playing all season right now. The confidence is down. Morale is down. And every single game except for one, you have seven games remaining. They're all against, maybe it's eight games, Eight games remaining. They're all top 25 opponents except for your home game against Tech. Sure. And not are they just top 25 opponents. I think they're all top 15 opponent, opponents. So it's it's incredibly brutal, and there's there's nothing you can do. you got to go out, defend, hit shots, but it's just going to be incredibly difficult. I hate it for these guys. Um, we're undermanned right now. They're fighting and scrapping, doing all they can. It's just it's a struggle defensively, and then whenever you go to the offensive end, you know because uh, because of the lack of some size and athleticism, you're just left hoisting contested long jumpers, and that is not a good key to success. The sixty percent of the league is ranked inside the top twenty right now. Sixty yeah. percent of the league ranked inside the top twenty. And it gets it doesn't get any easier from here, like you said. 14% chance to win Wednesday night at Baylor. 
41% chance to win Saturday at Kansas. And th- this is going to be a really tough week. I, you, you absolutely take one and one if you can get it. But what might the LNC look like on Saturday with Kansas coming to town? I think there'll be a nice crowd there. Well, I think there'll be a nice I, crowd. I think there'll be a nice crowd too. I'm hoping there's just a nice crowd of OU fans there, and it's not a nice yeah. crowd because KU fans are flooding the place. Right. Well, uh, KU fans will flood the place, but there'll be a bunch of there'll be a bunch of Oklahoma fans there. What is it? Noon tip. I think there'll be a lot there. Hope it'll so. Be, there'll be a lot of Kansas fans. You you are correct in that assessment, but. There'll be a lot of people there, at least I hope. Yeah. All right, 405-651-3439. Let's hear it on the Air Comfort Solutions text line. I put this out um, earlier today on our Twitter page, at KREF Sports. OU Men's Gymnastics has the most national titles on campus, currently with 12. It's pretty good. Which other program on campus will be the quickest to 12 titles? Let me give you a rundown here. Yeah. Football has seven. Baseball has two, softball has six, women's gym has five, men's golf has two, and, and there's some others on campus as well with uh, some national championships as well. But which which is the next program to get to 12 on campus? Oh, man. Football, softball, and women's gym are the, the three highest after men's gymnastics. Yeah. I think um, either softball or women's gymnastics. Mm-hmm. Probably women's gymnastics. Really? Let me ask you a question. How does that? Because you can win a, you can can you win an individual national championship like in a in an individual event? Uh, like can you be I, like the I, vault I think national so. champion? I, I I think that might be the case. I, I'm talking and about. Does that count team. towards their total? I'm just okay. talking about team. It, national championships okay. here um i would say i would say probably women's gymnastics because softball is like they've got it rolling right now and i don't i don't see it slowing down i think when they go to the sec it's gonna probably accelerate but i think i still think the it's I don't know. Is it more I think difficult? Heck, I don't even know. I, I think it's softball. Are, are you asking if the SEC is more difficult than softball? No, no, no. I was going to say, is softball more difficult with the way, like, with how you have to go through the tournament and everything? Is that more difficult than yes. gymnastics? I don't even for know. For everyone else it is, but it doesn't seem that way for OU right now, does it? No, that's They're true. just cruising through it. I think it's going to be softball. Well, I think softball is going to – like because I, I, the transfer portal is a thing in softball, and OU added – like four top 100 players this year. Yeah. And they're about to get a facility that's on par with everyone else. Like, like I, I, I don't know. Let's not forget that the softball team also plays the championship in their backyard. Yes, correct. I, I, think, I think it's softball. If you win too, too many in a row, people are going to – like there's already starting to be some murmurs out there about how it's unfair. Um, I They're only going to get louder. It is one of my biggest pet peeves. Like maybe you should have invested in softball thirty years ago, if you're that upset yeah. about it. You gonna move it somewhere else where there's not as great of a venue? Like that venue's the best in uh, in all of uh, the United States, and you're gonna move it away because you think that OU has some massive advantage. Maybe they do, but it's not OU's fault. It's not OU's fault that Oklahoma City invested in it. You gonna punish them for it? 
stupid. You're going to punish the athletes for that. That's dumb. I wonder how all that got set up and what the length on the contract is. I don't know what the length of the contract is on that. But they, they just I guess made some what, pretty I'm just big. asking if it's ever if it's if there's any if it could ever legitimately be in jeopardy. May I, I don't know where else they would play it. I mean, they just made massive yeah. renovations, at least to the stadium, added seating there. Like I, I wouldn't think it goes anywhere for a while, if ever. Yeah, and and it's not like they're hurting. It's mm-hmm. packed out every year, no matter no matter who's in it. Now we've got a lot of softball on here. It's going to be the next to twelve. We've got some uh, women's gymnastics that agree with you at 12. We've got some football, though. Wallace says football will be the next to 12. Okay. Uh, this one says BV about to win five straight. Woo. So there's some out five there in a row. optimistic that the football is going to get to 12 before any other sport. Watch out. Well, I, I still think we'll win it in what year is this? This is 2023. 2024 will win number eight. And then we'll have to see what happens after that. Who knows? You're not calling for five straight, though? Uh, I'll call for five straight once we hit the uh, the three-peat. Hmm. Then okay. I'll say we're winning two more. Okay. How about that? Yeah, sounds good. <laughs> Just get the next one, please. That's all I ask for. Yeah. Just get yeah. the next one. Um, next year, we make – or this coming season, we make – uh, I don't know what the record's going to be, but we make some big leaps as far as what type of football team we have. Discipline. Um, well, we're going to start to become a little bit more of a veteran team, more experienced team. So, I don't know. I think the outlook is is positive. Just be interesting to see how they can parlay that first championship. I, I felt like in 2000, yes, I know they didn't win another one, but in terms of recruiting, they parlayed that quite nicely getting a Tommy Harris and Adrian Peterson a, a, a couple of years after that. Yeah. Um, you know, we've been talking about D-line recruiting for a long time, and I know that they haven't won a title, but this kind of feels like the year where OU's in really good shape right now to land a caliber of defensive lineman that you've been waiting on a while. And not well, only are they in good position for one, they could be in good position for more than one this cycle if they Well, close. yeah, I, I heard you and Parker – uh, talking on get loaded. Get and loaded. That's not – come on, you can do better than that. The uh, other ones are uh, at least close to the actual <laughs> name. I think you well, panicked there. You panicked. Uh, whatever it's called. Uh, anyways, in, in they could be in on a couple of big-time defensive linemen for next season and – some quarterbacks uh, as well. There's some good stuff happening uh, early on uh, I mean, for this recruiting yeah, class, cor- right? It's more, this is more about the, the D-line class, though. Um, the number yeah. three overall player is in Kansas City, Williams Winery. Five-star, and he's he's a dude, man. And so P.J. Adabare is currently right now the highest-rated player ever to come out of Kansas City. Yeah. And there's a thought that this uh, Winery kid is going to surpass that. And as of right well, now, he has as the number three overall player. Those rankings will shift and change, but right now he is ranked higher. Well, he can thank Adabare for that, for bringing the spotlight to the Probably area. Probably right about that, yeah. Well, he's starting off as a five-star. Adabare wasn't even a four-star until the, the radar. summer. Yeah, I, I yeah. think may, maybe he was a three-star at this point last year. Yeah. Six, well, that's five, good stuff. Six, five, 245 out of Lee Summit North and Lee Summit, Missouri. OU is um, – 
they're aggressive. I mean, I, I think that they'll go anywhere to get a player. We saw that last year, but they're aggressive in Texas, duh. But they're really aggressive in that Kansas City area along with Florida, too. Yeah, that's good. And that Kansas City area is putting out some players here recently. I know it. continue to do so. I know it. They've, they have. Wasn't there a big-time four- or five-star running back that came out of there, too, recently? Uh, maybe state, so. Went to K-State, um, I feel like. Maybe. Caden Green, they got he, – he from the Kansas City area this, yeah, this past cycle. Yeah, they had another. Edric Hill was a big-time defensive lineman that Bama got. It's a good place to be, honestly. It's a really good place to be. And there's not nice. like a – like you go to Florida right now. Well, Georgia's there. Bama's there, LSU's there. Like, you get the point. Everyone's in the state of Florida right now. It's the number one state for talent on a year-in, year-out basis at this point. And I'm not saying that teams aren't flooded to Kansas City, but there's not a team in the immediate area that's ripping off national championships. Like, OU can make a nice living in, the, in Kansas City. That's interesting. I wonder what the catalyst for that is. Uh I don't know. If, is it just like a nice little run recently of some of some athletes, or is there something? Is there is there something to point at as to why maybe there's starting to be more kids come out of that area, or maybe they always have, and it's just kind of been so. Maybe it's so, been under the radar for a while. I don't yeah, know. Just been is there any up chance? A bunch of different. Is schools. it crazy to think like um, local success can really breed some of that? Like the Kansas City Chiefs having their best years in franchise history. Well, I wonder I if even something that, like that can be a contributing factor to the area. Maybe, but I feel like it's still so fresh there, right? Like, Yeah, I mean, they've been on this run for years, about yeah, five, years. five years or so by now. Yeah, maybe so, yeah. Well, I think any time you have um, something in your immediate area that you lock onto as a kid and have interest in and want to get better at, then... I think it does pull the whole area up, so yeah, I, I can't rule that out. Let me ask you a question. Okay. Because you said this 2023 class is going to be like the the anchor of it sounds like it's going to be defensive line. You're talking right? about the, the, the 24 class? Or sorry, yeah, 24 yeah. class. Yeah, 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 yeah. Is there anything to worry about when it comes to offensive crouton? Whenever Lebby's name was thrown around with Bama for so long, like even though the recruits now are saying, "Okay, he's not going to Alabama; he's sticking it out of Oklahoma," but is there any chance that recruits look at that and say, "Well, he's not leaving this year, but odds are he's not going to be there very long"? No, is, I don't that think hurt him that, in offensive recruiting. No, I I almost tend to think that it could be a positive that yeah. you can. You know, even pitch that too, and maybe they saw, whoa, let me turn down Bama. Right. Like, I, 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 like I see what you're asking there, but I think it's more looked at as, oh, this dude turned down Bama. He turned down Georgia and some other jobs. Like, oh, that kind of tells me he's staying for a while. Yeah. And don't you think Lebby's telling those kids that the same thing? Like, man, I turned down. Yeah. Saban called me. He offered me such and such. If Kirby I was called leaving, me. I would have yeah. yeah, already yeah, been yeah. gone. Yeah. 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 No, well, I think it'll definitely be used out there on the recruiting trail, you know, that he's not going to be staying for long. But I, I don't know. I just I thought that was interesting. Um, I I expect the offensive recruiting to to still continue to stay really strong. I'm just I'm wondering, like, what are the what are the prospects for 
any five-star skill position guys out there, or, or what are we looking like on that side of the ball? Uh, I feel like receiver, they're going to – well, I, I don't know for sure who they're going to land, but they're, they're going to be okay offensively. Yeah. I, I, don't, wor- I don't worry about – like, my focus right now with this 24 class is, again, like I said, you're in great position to land, if not one, multiple of these big-time defensive linemen you got to close on a couple because a, a couple of these guys have Oklahoma ties. There, there's four in particular that I'm thinking about, right? And these are the current rankings. Canavian okay. Sims is from Durant. He's a four-star defensive lineman right now, the number 66 Woo. overall player in the country. 66 he looks overall the player. part, man. Yeah, number one player in the state. Um, he, he, would be, he would qualify as one of those guys that we've been talking about. You also have – scroll up here and find out exactly where he is. The stone kid. Well, not not just him. I was going to get to him. Nigel Smith, who will probably be a five-star at some point. He's from the state of Texas. He's the number 38 player currently right now. So he's close to five-star territory. Then mm-hmm. you have David Stone. Yes, Oklahoma ties from Dell City. He is, I think he's a top 10 player currently. He's number four, and then Winery is number three. And you're in on all four of those kids. Winery is number three, you said? Winery's three, and David Stone is four. Both of them and five that's, stars. And that's not D. Lyman, is that that's overall? That's overall player. Winery's the number one defensive lineman, and Stone's the number two defensive lineman in the 24-7 rankings. And where's the Winery kid from? He's a uh, Kansas City area. Lee Summer. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay, yeah. And David Stone's at IMG in Florida, Dang. but he played high school football at Dell City. Yeah. How about that? You've got... You got a an Oklahoma kid that's from here um, is the number four overall. Kansas City, where you've developed a little bit of a connection there. Um, you got the number three overall defensive lineman. Then you've got the the Sims kid down in Durant, which is top fifty. What'd you say? What number was it? No, he or he's, top one hundred sixty six. Yeah, which that's still at, at ninth Durant best. Ninth be best. Them, yeah. To be number 66 out of uh, Durant, Oklahoma, that's crazy. I, I I don't remember, and someone could probably correct me really quickly, I don't remember a whole heck of a lot of players coming out of Durant uh Max White was a baseball wise. player. Yeah, I don't know about football-wise. I'm sure yeah. someone uh, really good has come out of there previously. But you're in right now, and these rankings are going to shift. But as it sits right now, you're, you're, you've got a good chance at four of the top nine defensive linemen. That's a good yeah. place to be. Yeah, I'd say so. I'd say so. And, you know, a lot of times you can – those guys start to develop a little bit of camaraderie and, and want to put together a really good class and be maybe the best defensive line class Oklahoma's ever had. Like, some of that stuff – I mean, that resonates with kids now. It really does. Just got to close, man. You're in good shape here. Close it out. Try. Got a long way to go, though. All right, quick timeout. More from the rush coming up. Final hour rolls on next. Make the right call for OU coverage in the Sooner State. Lock it on the Ref Sports Radio Network. Your home for Sooner fans. The Riverwind Casino and Hotel bringing you the final hour of the rush today. Tyler McComas, Teddy Lehman. Air Coverage Solutions text line, 405-651-3439. 
I don't know if it's the biggest story of the day in college football, but it's certainly the most interesting. Um, Kirk Ferentz is the head coach at Iowa. His son is the offensive coordinator. They were very poor offensively last year. You were looking up some numbers earlier in the show. Weren't they like 129th in first down conversions this year? Something like that? Oh, yeah. They they were 129th in, in first down conversions. They They only scored 17 points a game which had them like 115th or something like that. If they get up to 25, which is his new his new goal, big goal, that gets them to number 85 nationally. Jeez. So, <laughs> yeah, Iowa announced some new amendments today to Brian Ferentz, the offensive coordinator's contract. They basically cut his pay by $50,000, so his salary is now eight hundred fifty k. The designated performance objectives for the 2023 season – like you said, an average of at least 25 points per game in a minimum of seven wins this year. But here's the kicker, man. Like, that's not a whole lot to live up to. If he does that, his contract, by the way, is a one-year deal now instead of its usual two-year deal. But if right. Iowa averages 25 points per game and goes seven and six, he's going to get a $112,000 bonus and a new, con- new two-year contract in a raise next season crazy might actually end up as a really good thing for brian ferentz crazy yeah well because they set the bar really really low um i i think it's funny that in order to uh really show that they were serious they knocked him 50k off of a nine hundred thousand dollar contract that'll really resonate with the (laughs) iowa fans oh man they Kirk Ferentz hasn't worried about anything there at all. Uh, their offense it wasn't just atrocious last year. It's been atrocious for quite some time. And he's he's not ready to change anything. He's, he's going to continue to do what they do and march right along, which, hey, that's what happens whenever you've got the seniority that he does, and that's kind of – where Iowa, the administration and, and the fan base has has let them get to this point, so and not much else you can do. Don't worry, Iowa will never average twenty five points, says the text line. <laughs> yeah, they're gonna get clowned on if they don't next year. I'm trying to remember. Didn't they get a decent transfer quarterback? They got uh, the the uh, the kid from Michigan, not JJ McCarthy. Obviously, what's the other kid's name? Gosh. I can't remember. He was he was the one that started like they they started um, they traded off starts in the first two games of the year. McNamara, Cade McNamara, that's who it is. Ah, I see. Okay. Well, I don't know. They um, you know they they play a certain style there, and it doesn't seem like uh, Kirk Ferentz is is moving off of that. And maybe they'll get to twenty five points a game, but like I said, that'll be good enough to get them. 85th ranked offense in the country. Hey, speaking of Iowa, have you talked to Brent at all about this Nick Jackson kid that's in the portal out of Virginia who's like ninth all-time in career tackles at UVA? And apparently it's down to OU or Iowa for him. He's a linebacker. Nick Jackson. Nick Jackson. Yeah. Uh Uh-uh. Interesting. I'll have to check that out. Um, You know – I, I had asked him at one point, you know, what he thought about inside backer uh, taking another transfer kid, and 
You know, he 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 was kind of maybe on it, but just didn't know if there was anyone in the portal that he liked a whole lot. And you know, that was a long time ago. It's been a long time since I've talked to him about it. So to see someone like that fits the bill. Like that's kind of what they've been looking for is guys that have a lot of experience that have played a lot of football and have kind of the stats and accolades to back it up. So he he was second team all ACC each of the past 2 years and then he was third team all ACC in 2020. He led Virginia in tackles in each of the past 3 seasons and he'll finish his career with 354 career tackles. It's the 11th most in school history. Okay. Yeah. Wow. So huh. that's that's like exactly what he was seemingly looking for. Two-time right. second-team All-ACC guy, a ton of tackles, a ton of experience. Like that would, that 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 would that would be nice. That'd work out. That'd do well. Is he how how high is he ranked? Is he is he ranked I, I pretty don't, good in there? I, I, I don't see a uh, portal ranking for him. I'm, I'm sure I can find one. Um, but in terms of just experience-wise, I mean, you'd be hard-pressed to find another yeah. you know guy that that's that experienced and that proven. And they've honestly. been. They've been. They haven't been horrible, right? It's been an improved uh, program UVA, recently. Yeah, so. I, I think somewhat. Yeah. Hmm. All right. Well, six one two. There you go. Maybe they're not done. Out of Atlanta. Yeah. Hopefully. Yeah. Hopefully they're not done. Get a kid of that caliber. That'd be all right. Um. Back to I, our. I, I think the backer room is going to get really good. This over year. The, over the coming years, I I think it's going to start this year. Um, I think next year it's going to be best in the conference. If we're still in the Big 12, I don't know where we're going to be, but it's going to be really good the year after. And from that point on, you're going to have high, high, high-level inside backer play. I am uh, hopeful that we're talking about Stutzman at the end of year three is like, yeah, he's the best that you've had at that spot in a while. And I know that Kenneth Murray was a first-round pick, but he needs to be in like that category. Or at least I'm, I'm hopeful yeah, he's going I, to be. I would be shocked if Stutzman isn't an, uh, at a minimum all-conference player this year. I think he will be. And I know people have their like, – he, he's one of the people, for whatever reason, gets a ton of the the heat from how the defense performed because it's the, the quarterback. He, of, it's the quarterback of the defense. Yeah. Like, the, the quarterback around here – in terms of like the most criticized outside the head coach, it really is the OC, the quarterback, and who's ever viewed as the best linebacker on the team. You yeah. notice that? Well, you know, because, yeah, you get whenever the defense gives up points and yards and there's missed tackles everywhere, like the linebackers are supposed to be the guys that are cleaning all that up. Like, I mean, I totally get it, but dude just led the conference in tackles. Now, that doesn't always mean everything, but I think it's – I think it's a pretty good indicator that the kid can tackle, can run. Uh, he started to make way more knockback tackles, and the back half of the season looked so much better. And he, he's going to start off well ahead of where he ended last year, and he ended last year playing really good football. So yeah. I'm not worried about Stutzman at all. Uh, let, let get you a few texts here. Corey in Kansas City, back to our why is Kansas City putting out so many great players recently. Most of the players coming out of the area are from Lee Summit on the Missouri mm-hmm. side and the Blue Valley School District on the Kansas side. Both areas have grown significantly 
over the last 15 to 20 years. They built new schools and facilities. I think the population growth and increasingly quality of the programs has led to the growing crop of prospects. Yeah. Because I feel like That's Kansas good. City at one point, like Corey's saying 15 to 20 years ago, like Kansas City high school basketball up there is legendary during that time frame. Like they had a lot of great yeah. high school. Um, the Rush brothers, Kareem Rush, Brandon Rush. Like th- there's so many great basketball players that have come from Kansas City, and I'm sure that that's still happening. But I've always viewed it more well, as Lee a basketball been, hotbed than anything. I I remember Lee Summit being a really really well known uh, sports high school. Whenever I first got into into college, I people were talking about Lee Summit there. I can't remember. Maybe there's a handful of guys, a couple of guys, maybe on OU at some point that from Lee's Summit. But I mean, it's it's had a, a pretty good reputation for a long time. But you know, it's it's like anything else. You can get some dips and and booms in there throughout. So I'm just glad that hopefully we're developing a, a nice connection there. Yeah. Guy says linebackers next year: Stutzman, Canick, and McCullough? Question mark. Uh Stutzman, yes. McCullough, yes. That's how I, you know. I, you project him as a starter one way or the other. You're just trying to figure out if it's at backer or not, correct? No, I think I think he's going to be the starter at Cheetah. Okay. Um, which is backer. It's Sam Backer. And then at Mike, you're going to have a battle between Canick. Uh, Colby McKenzie and the Pachati kid. I would say, wow, that's tough because I don't know how much McKenzie really developed. It sounds like they're happy with it. I would say Edge Canick to start the spring would be my guess. Yep. Well, Canick, Colby McKenzie is more of a thumper. Uh, Canick is a guy, and not to say that he's not physical. He, is, I think they're all um, plenty physical. But Canick is is more athletic, moves in space better, and has obviously fantastic top speed. So he gives you a little more athleticism there. I think Kobe McKenzie may give you a little more presence there, and maybe the young Pachati kid kind of gives you a little bit of both. Yeah, you know, kind of mixes both of those things in. Now, he's going to be young, and you know, I would give him at least where we sit right now, the 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 lowest percentage shot of getting it. But I think they fully believe that he's going to be in the battle. But to start, at like, least you, to some you, degree, you give Canick the edge going into the spring to win that spot. At least I do. Are you you agree with that? Yeah, I'll give him the edge now. Okay. A lot can change. With I would that, say though. it's. I I would definitely say that. I would say it's probably maybe uh, maybe maybe fifty percent fifty thirty five. What's that leave me? Fifteen fifty. Canick thirty five. Kobe McKenzie fifteen percent. Pachati, and that could change, like in practice one. You know, and it it probably sure. already has changed as they've seen these kids starting to work out and go through some some different type of drills and stuff. So, yeah, we'll see. All right, quick timeout. More from the Rush coming up. couple of segments left. Stay tuned. Talking Sooner football is what we do. This is The Ref. 
Ever wonder why someone would go to the ends of the earth and leap into the unknown? Maybe a better question is, what are you waiting for? Pacifico is brewed for those who follow their own path. That's Living Life Anchors Up. Wake up with Toby Rowland. Boundary hookups, stainless steel appliances, huge walk-in closets, and more. Call our locally owned and operated community at 405-701-8233 or go online today at thefallsatbrookhaven.com to schedule your free tour. It is the rush on the ref taking you home on a Monday. Tyler McComas, Teddy Layman, 405-651-3439. We'll get to your text on the Air Comfort Solutions text line momentarily. I was looking at the uh, 2024 player rankings on 24-7 sports just to see like which state each of the top 15 player hails from. How about this? <laughs> Georgia currently has the number two player, the number six player, the number seven player, and the number 13 player in the top 15. Florida. Dang. Currently has the number four player, the number five player, the number eight player, and the number 12 player. Florida and Georgia combine eight out of the top 13 currently in this upcoming class. If you don't think that the talent is southeast more than it's ever been, then, well, here's just another example. Wow. That's crazy. And I'm sure, like, I don't know what the position breakdown is. Safety, linebacker, athlete, defensive line, defensive line, wide receiver, corner, defensive line. Mainly, seems like mainly D-line. One skill uh, position player, three D-linemen, a corner, a safety, and a backer, and an athlete. Well, I know, man, the, the... the quarterbacks and the wide receivers and, and, and backs, the the touchdown getters get all of the attention. But, man, it's as true as it's ever been. This is a line of scrimmage game at every level. Uh, and I think more so at the college and pro level. It's about the line of scrimmage, man. You've got to be able to protect you got to be able to, to move people on offense and defense. You've got to be able to create chaos to get into the backfield, to rush the passer. It's a line of scrimmage game, man. You can never have too many defensive linemen in that conference. In the SEC, you're trying to stack talent, um, which is interesting because we think about it from, from, from an OU perspective, but they're not the only team going into the SEC. How is Texas – how are they setting up? to compete in the SEC early on. I feel like their O-line could be pretty good next year. It seems like it's pretty young. Yeah, I th- I think they're – I think they've done well. They're not – I don't think they've done anything crazy, but I feel like they've recruited well on the lines of scrimmage. they got a really good offensive line coach. Um, you know, I think I think defensively they've, they've – it took them a while, but they got over the hump and started playing better defense. Um, yeah, man, I I would say that Texas is in a pretty good position as long as they can develop. You know? Well, they're going to need better quarterback play. We could all agree with that, right? That last well, year from Quinn Ewers, like, if you get that performance, man, I feel like if you get that performance this year from Quinn Ewers, and it's fair to expect, like, surely he's going to get better. But if that's a constant this year, ah, 
they're gonna they're gonna struggle. I, maybe they get to eight wins because of their schedule, but they're not they're not gonna play in a Big Twelve championship. They won't take another step. Yeah. Um, this year, the Vasek kid ended up being their their highest ranked D line slash edge guy, um, high four star. They're out of the Austin area. Was a, originally an Oklahoma commit. Um, in you got previous to see years, Lee as well, along with that too. I mean, I don't. I'm not seeing it. Like they don't have like five star guys here in the last couple of classes, but I'm sure there's some in there as far as offensive line and defensive line. They got a five star backer that could be the truth, Anthony. Anthony Hill. Hill. Yeah, yeah, he's a good looking player for sure. So. Yeah, I don't know. I think they're I think they're probably in a good solid spot, but I just scanning it, like it doesn't look like it's just you know, that much better than Oklahoma on the uh on the line of scrimmage on both sides. So I know. I think for Oklahoma a lot of it's gonna be dependent on what does what does this uh transfer portal class end up looking like? couple of D linemen in there, couple of really good looking edge guys that have a tremendous amount of upside. Like those guys could really bolster it on the defensive side. And then you've got a, a multi-year starter from Stanford looking to be a guy at left tackle. Um, another interior guy from, um, was it Miami of Ohio? Yep. And then... You know, some young guys maybe that can that they think Caden Green can possibly jump in there and do some stuff. And I mean, they're, they're in a good spot, but you know, they got a development; it's got to show up. So, uh, text line nine seven two area code. Do y'all think Trace Ford starts? Hard to say. I don't know um, how healthy he is. I, yeah, you know, he's had he's had some injury issues, but you know, athletically, if he's if if they can get him back to a close to where he was previously i don't know that he'll start but he'll be uh definitely a, a, a heavy rotational guy i at edge they got a chance to all of a sudden you know look pretty good balthroyd uh you got downs and grimes from last year trace ford uh obviously you added the uh, adabare kid the five star um you still have Oh, uh, R. Mason Thomas from last year uh, as a true freshman that got some good work in. I mean, they've got some dude. That's going to be a competitive position, man. Really competitive. Not a bad thing. So we mentioned backer last segment. It was mostly Stutzman. Really, it was about Canick going to be competing with uh, Kobe McKenzie and Pachati. This text from Peyton says, sleeping on Kip Lewis. No, I'm not sleeping on him. I I think, you know, he he plays the um, he plays the will spot where Stutzman plays. I think you'll have Stutzman there. I think you'll have uh, Kip Lewis there. I think uh, I think Witter is going to be back after um, was a shoulder surgery or something like that. And then you got some, you know. Some of the other guys in this class, uh, Omasigo, I'm not sure where he's going to play, and Lewis Carter, not sure where he's going to play. I mean, they've they've got some bodies, but the young guys, it's going to be, it's going to start to be more difficult to get on the field, man. But we'll see. Uh, I'm not counting anyone out. Yeah, Casey Rockhurst is a football factory. Says the text line. 
Chris Rich says, I feel like Metroplex areas are like termites. You pull it back and you can find some athletes. <laughs> yeah. Probably a lot of yep. truth to that. Yeah, there's a lot of players out there. You know, the more the more competitive the local high schools are and you know, some some places it's difficult, I understand, but man, if you can get good coaches in and develop a little bit of um I don't know like um some history there, like consistency, develop some pride in the program, start to win some games. Like people, kids want to be a part of it. There's a lot of really good athletic kids that, you know, end up never being a part of it because whether the, you know, the school's not any good, the coaches don't do a good job at at trying to get those guys out to play, just isn't a very good environment to be in. Like if you can get some really good consistency across an entire metropolitan area, yeah, absolutely. There's there's tons of athletes out there, man. One more more note on Williams uh, Winery. Number one defensive lineman, five-star, number three player nationally at Elise Summit North. That's where Caden Green was at last year, and the head coach is Jamar Mosey, who yeah. is a former Sooner. So, yeah, some nice connections there. Great guy. Really, really when good you, guy. When you have an alum that's up there, like a head coach at a program like that, like he's got a son that's a good wide receiver too, like you're you're in good shape. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He, he, oh, man, he was one of the guys on the team that everyone just absolutely loved. Really, really good dude. All right, quick timeout. More from the rush coming up. We'll wrap things up next. Stay with us. Bringing you the physical, relentless, suffocating coverage of the Sooners you deserve. This is The Ref, the home of Sooner fans. Fowler Auto Group is proud to be a part of your community where our passion and values